0: Till to was good, man. Ah, uh, my brother. What up? Back one more game. <laughs> yeah, man, we had to hit him with the remix.
1: Yeah, hell, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I appreciate you doing this, man. Um, it's it's much needed for us. It's much needed for our co- co- community, bro. Appreciate this, man. Um, we had a, a extremely good talk yesterday. Uh, and for the people who missed it, um, you know, so you know. Yeah, you can you, you put it on
0: your page. You got to show me how to put it on my page.
1: So I know you uh, emailed well it the,
0: to me. I just got to figure out how to, like, I guess throw it on my so,
1: IG. So here's the problem with with that. So when you do a live, you can only post it immediately after, Oh. you know? But it's the person who's doing the live. So I can only post it directly right mm. after. And if I don't post okay. it directly after, I lose it. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a while. So I found out the hallway. I did a really good live and mm. I didn't post it right away and I lost it. So Man, okay. after I, so after I, I, I posted, I sent it to, you know, I sent it to you. So what you'll have to do because you can post it on Facebook right away. Like you can post it on Facebook um, okay. straight away. But when it comes to IG, you'll have to kind of break it up in 15 minute increments. You know, You know what I'm saying? And post like Four different parts because that that's an hour. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, because I definitely I definitely, yeah. definitely
0: want to see if I could post it, man. The amount of feedback of uh you know people that reached out to me after yesterday, and yeah. uh, you know just wanting to hear more, what you know thanking thanking us for the uh you know for 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 the knowledge and just the uh, open dialogue that we were able to have, man. Like even male friends, female friends, phone calls, yeah. text messages, them reposting it, like. It was a lot of love yeah. yesterday, so I definitely wanted to uh, see if I see how I can make that happen.
1: Yeah, definitely, and, and I'm a very appreciative of everyone who reposted uh, our talk yesterday because that means a lot. And the more that we can get this, this type of dialogue and this type of talk out, uh, you know, the better it is, and the quicker that we can start healing people, man. And and um, that's really all that I have this platform for, man, is to have conversations with good, like-minded people like like yourself, man. Um, to have these type of open and raw Raw, especially raw dialogues with man. So thank you. And for the people who missed it yesterday, um, this brother is an actor. He's a writer, man. He loves, he loves the youth. Um, very involved with the youth. You know, I'm saying very faith driven gentleman. Uh, one of the most solid brothers that I know. He's honest, sincere, man. I love this brother to death, man. Um, and if you want to just tell, tell the people, you know, I'm saying, you know, where they can find you, what you're doing, the projects and things like that, the floor is yours. Um, the
0: easiest way to find me is right here on social media. Um, you can find me right here um, on Instagram, Y mm-hmm. underscore R-E-S-T-S, uh, NYC. uh That's Y N Y C. That's a uh, people always ask me about the name. Uh, back back when I was still going hard as a rapper, my brother gave me that name, and they don't mm-hmm. realize it's literally the first. It's the first letter of every part of my name. R E S T S. Ronald Edward Smith the second. So wow. you know, um, you can find me right here on that. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, Ronald E. Smith II. Um, yeah, and I just had a film uh, named Angry People that dropped uh, last week, maybe about Amazing. a week and a half ago now. Um, I have another film uh, called Beta that's coming out pretty soon. Bro, that one. Um, that one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I still got to watch that one myself. <laughs> but, um, Yo, bro. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I'm not the that's biggest fan saying. of watching. I'm not the biggest fan of like watching myself, and I mean, I guess we could dive into that part because I, I guess that mm-hmm. piggybacks a lot of what we were talking about yesterday as well, um, yep. in regards to you know just us being able to expose ourselves and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it for the most part, you know.
1: Mister Misunderstood. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so perfect, man. So we could just dive dive right into it, bro. So yesterday we had a good conversation on uh, manhood, and uh, just some of the things that kind of plague us, you know, as boys growing up to teenagers and growing up as men, and how that gener- generational dysfunction can follow us, and it's been following us in our community for for years, man. So I guess the purpose of the conversation was just to talk really just raw, um, and unfair to as men to to say, hey, what can we do better? You know what I'm saying? What can we do better as as men and what are we teaching um our young boys too? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was part one. You know what I'm saying? So this is the remix today, bro. So thank you again, bro. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So gearing to like we're gonna start here as a faith and politics, bro. Um so we talked about faith yesterday in in one aspect, right? And in this aspect of faith and politics, we we tend to see um and, and, and it really grinds my gears a lot. It really pisses me off a, a lot when I see kind of faith being used as, I think, a, a talking point or as a scapegoat way to get out of, um, the topic of conversation of social injustice, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a lot of things. There's faith. Pe- people using Christianity. I hate that. The, you know, they're using scripture, you know what I'm saying, to, mm-hmm. to kind of not talk about the uh, social injustice, you know what I'm saying? They use Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of people posting Martin Luther King now, you know what I'm saying? That that you know, and it, it it bugs me, you know what I'm saying? So, so what do you think, and why do you think that people are using you know faith now and Christianity now as a scapegoat to not address the real issues that that's going on in this world today, man? Well, I
0: think the biggest aspect of it is just how it's. I don't think that this is anything new. I think that this has been nah. happening since the beginning. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is happening with our ancestors when we were lied to and told that, you know, Jesus was this white man and, you know, the blonde hair and blue eyes. And I know for myself, I was actually just having this conversation with a uh, friend of mine from England. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, straight up told her, she's a Caucasian female. And I told her, well, listen, I think, the, I think in order for us to find common ground, in regards mm-hmm. to spirituality, faith, and how, it's, how we can use it to help heal this world. Number one, we need to accept that there are no white people in the Bible. All right, So mm-hmm. anybody who's white and listening, let that sink in. There are no white people in the Bible. I don't know if mm-hmm. we know about geography, but mm-hmm. they're not there. You know what I mean? Facts. Number, number two, you need to go out and read the Bible for yourself. You need to find faith on your own because you're going to realize just how many things we are being lied about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember for the longest time, something as simple as tithing was a huge issue for me. Why am Mm -hmm. I sitting here, you know, why am I sitting here giving this church all of my money when you still have homeless Mm -hmm. people sleep on your steps? But what I had to learn, and we talked about this yesterday as well, what I had Mm -hmm. to learn was the fact that, number one, Jesus, this black man, he wasn't sitting here just, when it said tithe to the church, he wasn't, they weren't talking about the building. They were talking about the people. In no shape, form, or fashion, would Jesus ever leave hungry people on the steps of this building that's supposed to be meant for healing? So once we start to unpack all of those lies that we've been told, that's mm-hmm. when we can start that that's when christianity spirituality and any other religion that you may be a part of or you know taken that's when we can really start a lot of that healing and start utilizing right. for the good that it's meant to be but we have to educate ourselves and a lot a lot of times you know there are pastors and things of that nature and given i love my pastor to death but even mm-hmm. the times that he says that i don't necessarily agree with you know what i right. mean and we can have those open conversations going back and forth with scripture and you know what the scripture was supposed to mean and what you take from it what i take from it and you know those Mm -hmm. that open dialogue is important especially with the leaders of the church but you have Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're not just following everything that they're saying because it's not going to be true i mean something that's always come up within christianity within spirituality is oh if you're gay you're going to you're going to hell my, mm-hmm. my pastor does talk about that and, make and I, more, right? Yeah, we have, we have very real conversations where I tell them, I don't believe that in any shape, form or fashion. I know the things that I've done in my life. I know the things that I've done on the streets and everything like that. If I'm not going to hell, nobody else is because at the same time, if you want to use these sort of things from the Bible, the Bible also says that no sin is bigger than the other. So even if I'm telling right. a white lie, not, that person is not going to hell just because they love women the same way. I love women or they love mm-hmm. men the same way, you know, Women out there love men like this. In no shape right. or fashion do I believe it. In no shape or fashion am I going to accept it. But how many people have the heart and the balls enough to say, "Sorry, Pastor, I'm not going to accept that."
1: Right. Super. Uh. Super. Um. Important, bro. And and I and I think that that what you said was spot on. Like we have to kind of take sir, We can't take pastors and leaders at everything that they say. We could take the you know take things kind of with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying, and, and then take what we believe, and then just leave the rest, uh, because they're human yeah. beings too. Um, Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And 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 so when like when I see people posting Martin Luther King all the time, you know what I'm saying? Peace, peace, peace. And I'm like, y'all, 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 y'all hated him while while, while he was alive, though. Y'all hated this man while he was like, he was on the FBI most, most wanted list. And now say, you a, love this man.
0: he's a, a, a convicted, he's a convicted felon. He was an adulterer. Yep. You know, he cheated on, you know, Coretta time and time again. He was not mm-hmm. a perfect man, but I,
1: mm-hmm. I would ask those
0: people, do you think that he went to hell? Mm-hmm. Because if, if listen, if God could love him despite everything that he did, even despite him using his platform for everything not godly, like if he still mm-hmm. made it to heaven the rest of us can make it as well i don't care what you, no sure. leader tells you don't be
1: afraid to challenge it oh absolutely but i mean when when these political leaders um mm-hmm. and and just even people that you, that you might see on 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 your social social media start saying yeah. oh it, you know martin luther king wanted peace why are you protesting you know martin luther king said and, and all of these things and i'm like i've never seen martin luther king post a uh, quote so much in in my life Mm -hmm. Until now. And I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are evading the issues. You guys mm -hmm. don't want to talk about what we want to talk about. You guys are using everything else to combat what we're saying because you don't want to talk about the real issues. And not only that, they, they they
0: they they are also afraid of us not trying to accept peace. You're saying oh, that yeah. this man was this extreme person about peace because he had these different quotes, but you're forgetting about the amount of times that he got his ass whooped in order to get mm-hmm. to peace. He knew that without he knew that without struggle there is no progress. Without a few of us getting our asses whooped, without a few of us sitting mm-hmm. here having to take the brute of brute of you know this world's evil, without without a few of us having to step up and do it, there would be no mm-hmm. peace. And he was one of those people. I want peace, but. I'm not afraid to sit here and step into the ring with anybody if I need to. And that's the part that they want to ignore because Mm -hmm. they know for a fact, if we step into the ring unified, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm.
1: It's over. I I always say like, like y'all better be glad that we want, you know what I'm saying? That we've been, we are some forgiving people. You know what I'm saying? Like we are some forgiving people. And I'm like, y'all lucky that we don't want revenge.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, like, y'all keep it 100. Are lucky that all we, y'all are lucky all, all we want to do is matter. Imagine
1: if, <laughs> imagine if we
0: were re- really serious about a lot of this stuff and where we take it. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, so, man, um, so, so, yeah, no, nah, I just wanted to just t- touch on that a little bit, man, because that's something I that always, it irritates me when I see people on some of the timeline, oh, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, why are you protesting? Martin Luther King? I'm just like, bro, like, come on, man. But, um, I digress. So, so I wanna talk about a concept called Dear Diary, man, and mm-hmm. it's it's a concept um, to me that it's about journaling, okay. and you're an avid journaler, like you write, mm-hmm. you know, I write, you know, and there's there's a stigma on journaling, especially when it comes to men. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like oh that that's feminine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we like everything is feminine, right? So. When it comes to self-help, self-care, everything is labeled feminine. So how has journaling and writing impacted your life? Um, well,
0: I can honestly say that journaling and writing has, you know, even before I would quote unquote call it journaling was, mm-hmm. was a healing mechanism for me. You know, I think yep. back to my days in high school, where I'm just sitting here writing raps and, you know, that was a form mm-hmm. of journaling that helped me. But yeah. the thing is, like you said, the stigma. As we get older, it's like, oh well, you know, that see, that's rap music. But not not mm-hmm. realizing, like, no, this is journaling as well. It's just a different form yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The very word rap itself, the acronym is rhythm and poetry. How many people, mm-hmm. you know, dear diary? How many people tell these stories through their through poetry? Yeah. we don't, you we know, mm-hmm. we never shame them. We never do any of it. You know, All but right. I think mm-hmm. um. The thing, the thing that journaling has been able to do for me has been able to. It's been able. There are times I don't feel like talking to people. There are times I'm not ready for human interaction. But it's given me yep. that 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 scapegoat to where I can still express it, you know, in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm right. one of the type of people, you know. And you and I have had our conversations in regards to like, yo, you my brother, you can always reach out to me and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And there are just certain yeah. times. Like earlier today, I want to say up until about 4 p.m. I was not ready for any sort of human interaction. I didn't want to have to talk right. to anybody. I didn't answer my phone. I didn't do any of that. But I was able to sit here, pick up the journal. journals, like, all right, why do you feel this way right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Without the pressure of having to, you know, without the pressure of having to answer anyone's questions about it or anything like that, I was able to mm-hmm. freely speak without any of it, you know? Right. So for me, journaling has given me that, that safe space, that safe haven to accommodate to me in the way that I need to.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe that journaling, if, if you start like when you're younger too, and give young boys permission to just write, write out their feelings, hell, by the time they're 25, they could have a bestseller. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> like, like, it's, an, it's not serious. Aspect, another aspect yeah.
0: of that is that they have to see us doing it. They don't see us mm-hmm. writing anymore. No. They don't see us doing a lot of these things. For the longest time, all they saw was us wanting to play sports, us wanting to do music, us wanting. Mm-hmm. Who the hell? Nobody ever told us that we could be bestsellers. No one. We've never mm-hmm. even seen people try to do it. So a huge right. part of that is we have to start setting that example, being more vocal about it, and putting it out there. So mm-hmm. that this way, they can see it. You know, it I can't just be like your Mama know, right I, now. Exactly. Like I know you're working on a book. The more and more that mm-hmm. you're vocal about the book that you're working on, what the book may mm-hmm. be about. And then when yeah. it actually drops and they're like, yo, T. Teller is a, is a published author. And that's when right. that's when a lot of those floodgates will start to open up and you're going to show other people that they can do it as well.
1: Right. And, and a lot of times what we touched on yesterday was the I'm good factor. So it's just like when we're in the homes. Mm-hmm and the fathers and things like that and the grandfathers or whatever the case is, we never saw them really sitting down and writing or anything. It's just like, no, nah, I'm good. i got it. I, you know, too many don't bother me. Have then, um, but you know, that's another True. topic. <laughs> topic for another, yes. That, that is a different topic. But, but for those that did have the example, you know what I'm saying? It was be quiet. We don't have emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I can show that everything and, and I can carry it all not knowing that they're crumbling on the inside. I think that's the craziest thing, Um, is that you could watch somebody, watch somebody, and internally, they're crumbling on the inside while they're saying, I'm good. And they could be literally dying because what's going on up here is killing them in here, and it's making them physically sick. Mm -hmm. But that won't, sometimes that won't come out until later, you know what I'm saying? Because stress, stress is a silent killer. And people don't understand that stress stress affects everything. Number one, that's in your gut. It affects your heart. It affects your mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all the anguish and turmoil that you're holding holding on to inside here, at some point, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it may not be um in the best way. And a lot of times it, it could be detrimental to your health, man. So um, absolutely, absolutely. So journaling um journaling is a perfect way um or one of the perfect ways that uh, us as men and can teach our young boys to say, hey, yo, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a, like, you, like, you can do this. Like, don't think that it's just the girls that can just sit there and, and, and write things out. No, nah, you can write it out too. However, you, I mean, if, if it be rap, be rap. If it be poetry, yeah. be poetry. If it's yeah. just straight writing, that, and that's okay too. But I think you're right, man. We have to start giving our boys the permission to be different. You know what I'm saying? at the, at the, you know, at the same t- time, it also. No, no, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no go ahead. So I
0: was going to say, but in order for us to even get to the the, the, the level of journaling, we both yeah. we first have to be real with them about mental health. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? We have, to, we have to let them know because a lot of times they don't understand what's going on with them. I remember no. the first time I had an anxiety attack. I had no idea what was happening to me. I thought I was having mm-hmm. a heart attack. I was, all I know is that I couldn't, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't, you know, I felt like, and I was on the train. You already know how the train is nine o'clock yep. in the morning and how crowded it is and here i am but at the same time i'm i got these tears built up there's so many other men hood niggas and everything around i'm like nah, i can't let them see me cries i'm gonna have to knock one of them out i had no, no idea what was happening yeah because this is that's where my mind was you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I, of course. It, I make myself vulnerable then i have to prove i'm the alpha dog again but mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing was that if someone were to Anybody in my family would have tell me, like, when it, from my older brother to my dad, if anybody would have, would have ever have a conversation with me about anxiety attacks, about anxiety, period, about stress, about depression, mm-hmm. I would have had more of a head start in regards to okay, see, so yeah, maybe I do need to sit down and write something. You know, show me mm-hmm. how when I'm writing, how should I do it? You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. but it's going to take it's going to take us being more vocal about those things and literally showing them. You know what I mean?
1: Facts. And, you know, just letting them know that com- that communication, expression, and vulnerability is power. Like, we have to be able okay. to educate, especially our young men, to say, hey, listen, dog, like, <laughs> what you're feeling is normal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you being angry, you being sad, that's a normal yeah. emotion. And, and that is perfectly okay for you to express those emotions and to communicate mm-hmm. those uh, uh, feelings, you know, to to the right people right yeah, you know and, and teaching them as they go from adolescence to teenagers uh, about hey, it's okay to also now, let, now 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 let's talk about therapy, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, like that's a good thing, you know it, yep. it's not a thing of of shame it, there's no yeah. shame in getting therapy, there's no shame in feeling emotion, that's not considered failure, you know what, yeah. what I'm saying so yeah, so there's a lot of things that with that with young boys and men that we kind of have to debunk, and first not not everything. One, not everything, you know what I'm saying, it's just about pride and ego, and not everything is a failure. So just because you feel these things and you're going through these things doesn't doesn't make you a failure. And it's okay to actually open up and say, I need to go get help for these things Mm -hmm. because I can't do it within myself. And a lot of times in our community... Like, both of us are, are Christians, right? And we believe in faith and prayer. But there's a heavy there's a heavy thing that is very dangerous in our community I was that pretty much says... I was just that, about to touch on it, too. This, Go ahead, bro. Go this, ahead. That pretty much says we're just going to pray everything away. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray everything away. And that's just yep. the way it's going to be. We're going to fast. or We're going to uh, uh, pray. We're going to tithe. And everything is going to be okay. And it's like yep. you're waiting on something. Like you're, like, you're not doing the work. Like, mm-hmm. you're waiting on something to happen instead of you going and doing the work. Praying is good. fasting is good. Tithing is all a part of it. But mm-hmm. you've got to do more. Like, the days of, oh, like, we just going to pray it away, go, go to church, see a, see a pastor, and go. Like, those days are over. We need to start yeah. healing our homes, healing our yeah. communities. And that starts with us doing the actual work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because there, are time and time again, uh, you'll you'll have your grandmother. Oh well, you know, did you pray about it, son? You gotta. Yeah. It's like your mm-hmm. grandma. It's like grandma. I understand times are different, but you know, it's it's deeper than prayer. God has provided therapists yes. and black therapists. Black therapists, like I, my therapist, black woman, spiritually based. Yeah, God provided mm-hmm. these people for us to get the help. You know what I mean. I can't sit here and pray pray to Him for help and ignore all of the different things that He gives me in order to get to get help. You know what I mean. Right. But at the same time, it's mm-hmm. it's also a matter of talking the same talk about the same thing yesterday in regards to how us educating on our us educating ourselves on you know on the history of Christianity and what how it was used and how it was used to cripple us in a lot of different ways. Like for instance, if my grandmother's talking to me about you know uh. Well, just pray about it. You know, you already know the old saying, like, what goes on in this mm-hmm. house stays in this house. And it's a huge part of that is no. because yep. you go sit here and speak about what's going on. It could harm you. It could do more harm for your family than good. But now it's a matter mm-hmm. of us understanding, like, yeah, no, now we're doing more harm to our family than good mm-hmm. by keeping quiet, by just praying about it, by just giving it to God. We Teach us what it means to really give it to God, because if we're truly giving it to God, that's me saying, hey, you know something? Maybe I should seek therapy. I'm mm-hmm. going to seek therapy because at the end of the day, God is going to protect me anyway. So let me go seek therapy. He's provided them right. for us. Let's do it. You know what I mean? You know what? He's mm-hmm. provided me with so many good brothers around me. Why not fellowship mm-hmm. with them? If I can't get to therapy right now, why not just, you know, fellowship with my brothers? Let them know how I'm feeling. God, who knows how God will use them to help me? You know what I mean? But those are the parts mm-hmm. of the conversations we never get to. It's just always, oh, we'll pray about it.
1: Yep. It's always um pray about it. And then there's even... A layer to that too, that if you were even brought up in the church and, and you're active, a lot of times is that if you have to go see a therapist, it's like it's the opposition of of God. It's like oh, like oh, you gotta go see a therapist. Oh, so that means like you're really not a believer, so you don't believe that God can do it. So and then there's this guilt about doing that. So it's just there's so many different layers of of trying to get to the point that we're better at teaching mental health. Um, and so it starts. Like it's like you say, it starts with us. You know what I'm saying? it's starts mm-hmm. with us teaching our our young boys, man, um, and even our, our young girls, man. I mean, they do a great job of it already, man. They already on that self help game, man. But but for those who aren't, just reaching out and saying, "Hey, look, man, this stuff is okay." You know what I'm saying? Stop the shame. You know, stop yeah. the guilt. Stop, 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 yeah. and stop the pride. Uh, because you know what I'm saying, God. Because you're right. It's Like you say, God gives us these therapists. God put puts the right people in your path. To get you to that next level, man. So, um, it starts with me and you. You know what I'm saying? But what else, but what else can we do, man? Because I I feel like, you know, we we can have talks like this and it starts to talk like this. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But what else, man? Because it's, it, it has to go more than just this. You know what I'm saying? As much as people can repost this, please repost this, by the way, but it's, it's just, it has to go further. you know what i mean so i think a
0: huge i I think a huge part of how we can make it go further or get it to go further is some of the other things that you and i already do think Mm -hmm. about the amount of times that we're going out we're speaking to youth you know not getting paid for it but going out and speaking to them dropping the gems in them because we know Mm -hmm. what it'll do to help them in the future you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. giving them the history lessons that they won't know about that they never hear about you know what i mean it starts, mm-hmm. those are huge, those are huge, those are super huge, you know what I mean, like, even when I would talk to my, you know, talk to, you know, students, and students that may have not have necessarily been mine, talk to them about the divide between black men and white, I mean, between black women and black men, and the things, mm-hmm. that you know, the history behind it, how it started, where it's going, and how we can fix it, and the ways that we still feed into it, by the time I would finish one of those talks, everybody's like, oh, sh- you're Mr. Smith, you know what I mean, but, it takes yeah. us going out and doing those things it takes us mm-hmm. not being selfish not being selfish with our time and going out and mm-hmm. giving that time to people whether we're getting paid for it or not whether we're getting praised for it or not but those are that's another mm-hmm. huge thing another huge thing yeah. for us to
1: do you know maybe me you know or after the of the Rona, you know, it's over. Me and you got to yeah, talk after, about after, some of the things. After, 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 <laughs> Rona, after Rona, <laughs> take her that. ass back in the house to stop messing with everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, we could talk about some, some things that maybe that we could collab on and, you know, of course, yes. maybe, maybe a podcast that we could do. You know, we'll talk about that off, offline, brother. But, um, you know, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So so with that, so with all of those layers, now, what happens to me is self-sabotage. You mm-hmm. know, I find that, so after we've gone through these layers and then we've gone through the shame and then we've, and then we've gone through the pride and the ego and the this and the that, I always find that then, then comes self-sabotage, right? It's like the things that we know that we should be doing. So it's like, man, I, I probably should go to therapy. You know what? Mm-hmm. But I got to go to work or I got to go to my boo's house or I got to go this with my boys or then it becomes that part of it. And it's like, oh, you know, I just don't have the time. You know, um, and self-sabotage, I feel, in our community, uh, is detrimental. Uh, whether that be in relationships, jobs, um, yeah. you know, anything. It's just like, we feel like we're not worthy. And and the thing is, of, is that... Of, of know, being whole.
0: The thing is oh, that... No oh, we're afraid ever, of it. No one's ever told us that we were worthy of it. If, right. you think about, mm-hmm. if you think about it growing up, I, how, many times, how many times has anybody ever told you, hey, listen, T, you're actually entitled to peace? Like, you know mm-hmm. that if you want to find peace within, you're entitled to it. It belongs to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hey, listen, T, don't worry about your job don't worry about showing up to work if you if you're not if you're not able to be there mentally and be able to be there whole put your put yourself first the job will be okay mm-hmm. that that boss that you have will be okay but put yourself mm-hmm. first how many times have we t- have we been have we ever been told this you know what i mean that i That's remember when me you and i i remember when when <laughs> i used to work together and, you know, at Bronx Community College, and I'm sitting there mm-hmm. like, man, I don't want to have to find someone else to teach my class or no, nah, I don't want to sit here and upset my boss. And it's like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, you're not okay right now. You know what I yeah. mean? You are not okay. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you feel like you need to sacrifice yourself for this job paying you 40 thousand dollars a year? Or why do you feel like you need to sabotage yourself for you, know, for, you know, for anything outside of you and your mental health, outside of you and, like you said, the, the us being whole? No mm-hmm. one's ever told us that we were worthy. No one's ever told us what we're deserving of or what we're entitled to, and that's a huge mm-hmm. part of the self-sabotaging. I feel like so many yep. people do self-sabotage themselves because no one's ever told them what they're what they're worthy of, mm-hmm. especially as especially as young black men and
1: women. Mm-hmm. And and that's so true. And it's always that we're always trying to prove that we're worthy. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to prove like that. You know what? I am the best because because let, let's be honest and. In corporate America, you know that you can lose your job in a New York minute. You know what I'm saying? If you do the wrong thing, right? And you have, you don't have this much rope. You got about this much rope. You know what I'm saying? Versus your competition, right? So it's so we're always like, yes, like we always have this mentality of, oh my God, I gotta work harder. I have to work harder. I have to work harder. I have, to work harder. I have to work harder. And with that, you sacrifice your mental health. And but one thing I see
0: one thing i see that one one thing i see that's starting to happen now and i think that it's a it's a really really good step in the right direction it's just how more prominent mental health is becoming in
1: conversations in regards to like you know in regards to certain jobs including corporate america the last thing you want is the last thing you want is for your company to get
0: negative reviews in regards to how they don't care about the employees' mental health or how they don't care about Mm -hmm. the employees' rights to this. And the fact that that fear is starting to be put into a lot of these companies, I think that's a move in the the right direction for us to have, you know, for us to start finding more of the time for us to heal ourselves. You know, the fact that Mm -hmm. you have Fortune 500 companies making sure that they bring corporate psychologists and corporate psychiatrists in on, you know, in on the staff in order to make sure that their employees are taken care of. I think that, move in a great, a move in the right direction, but we have to, we have to tip that needle just a little bit more.
1: You know, um, so 100% co- correct. And I think that we have to start instilling like in the home first. So by the time that Absolutely. our kids g- grow up to, to, you know, to work and be on these jobs and do all these things that now they know that their mental health matters, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and to value themselves over what somebody is trying to pay you. So it's like, hey, yeah. listen, this $500 a day or whatever the case is, it's not worth my mental health because people don't really mm-hmm. understand how how bad that once you have, you know, anxiety attacks and things like that um, and you have this mental health crisis, how that physically can impact your life and be detrimental to your health. And, you know, people can, you know, can have brain aneurysms. You know what I'm saying? Like real Like yeah. real things can happen. Heart attacks, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, things within your gut, you know what I'm saying, like acid reflux and all types of stuff that can go on um, mm. because of stress and, and anxiety. Myself. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, two uh, two years ago, I had a bout with that too. Um, with um acid re- acid reflux and stuff like that. And people don't really un- understand how these things affect themselves physically. They always think that it's hereditary. Oh, you know, acid reflux or, nope. or heart disease. But it's like, yo, listen. A lot of that is you not taking care of your mental health first, like you have to take yeah. care of your mental health first because if you don't take care of your mental health first your 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 inward here is gonna crumble. you can have a pretty yeah. shell pretty shell on the outside, but a tormentful inside and that's and that's a problem you know what I'm saying, yeah. so and we have to want to be around for our kids. We have to want to stay healthy for our next generation. You know what I'm saying? Or just be healthy for your community because there are some people who don't want to have kids and whatever the case is. But you have to stay healthy so you can be active within your community. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So absolutely. in order to do so, we have to take care of our mental health and not kind of be slaved to your nine to five. Um, And, yeah. you know, I'm not. Don't mean like slave, slave, but just that mentality of I'm always trying to prove myself worthy of having this job, of having this opportunity. Yeah. Yes, I'm worthy. Yes, please. I can work overtime. I can work 12, 14, 16 hour shifts. Just know that. Yeah. See me. See me. Because you want to be seen. You yeah. want to be seen even if, if it's at the detriment of your mental health. And the thing and is, 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 is that's
0: even, to, to take that step further, doing that, especially when it comes to the people that you love. You know what I mean? Just because, like. Mm-hmm. Your friends want to go out. Your your girlfriend wants to spend time together. Your mom hasn't seen you in a while and wants you to come and visit. Yeah. Sometimes you have to tell the ones that you love most no because I'm not okay right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think when we start when we start taking it to a, a level where we're truly just putting ourselves first, and even being able to tell the people that we love no, I need to put myself first. You'll ref, you'll you'll definitely start to feel a difference in the process
1: in your healing process. I tell you, I struggle with that personally. Um. I can be good with telling a corporation though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I can yeah. tell a corporation on hot, in a hot New York minute. I've gotten to that point. I'm good with that. But <laughs> when it comes to, to <laughs> but when it comes to family, when it comes to friends, I struggle with that. I'll be 100% honest with you. I, I have a hard yeah. time saying Notre Dame. I have a hard time saying Terrence can't be there for you. Yeah. It's just not, you know, I, I personally haven't gotten to, to that point yet of saying, yo, no, I can't be there for you if you need. Because anybody who knows me knows I'm always gonna be there for you when you need, even if it inconveniences me, so I know I have what to do. I'm a hundred percent honest um you know, but that's just me I gotta work on that from yeah. for from 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 for myself, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, you know yeah, no, and I mean honestly speaking,
0: I mean you know I pray to God it doesn't have to happen with you, but th- where I learned the lesson that was um twenty nineteen I went through a really, really bad bout with depression, like, yeah, mm-hmm. where I you know. I had to start taking days off of work. I was, you know, I remember being in, so I think I remember being in bed for five days straight. And within those five days, I only ate maybe twice. You know, didn't have mm-hmm. an appetite, couldn't get out of bed. I wasn't bathing or anything because I was just that deep into a depression. And my mother, mm-hmm. who only lives about 35 minutes from me, wouldn't mm-hmm. come check on me. She wanted mm-hmm. me to come to her, and it was like I'm trying to explain, but ma, I can't get out of bed. And she just wouldn't come, and it got to a point where she had to. She's like, listen, I'm not hearing from him. I, I don't, I don't know how he's doing. Now I have to get off my behind. Mm-hmm. Now I have to show up. And it right. took, it took me visually watching it like I'm out here crying out for help, and no one is coming. And for me, it was like, all right, now I have to help myself. I have to mm-hmm. help myself. I have to do something different. And you know, hey, my mother's like, you know, come out to the house. You know, stay here. For, I don't want to come to your house. I have my own house. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. I, you know, all I needed was someone to come visit or something. You know what I mean? But it took mm-hmm. me seeing it took me seeing at the end of the day, regardless of who, who it is, you have to help yourself first. You have to put yourself first and you have to put mm-hmm. a, you have to put you have to prioritize yourself first in a lot of different ways. No matter who accepts it, has a problem with it. And I feel like the people who truly do love you and care about you will never have a problem with it. They will
1: always understand. So. So let me tell you how. So. I've always had this problem, like when it, not, I won't say the problem, but just, it's just me. Like, it's just me just saying, hey, yeah. I'm always here for you, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so, so let me tell you how that amplified. So, in 2013, um, I was with my mom and, um, you know, I met her somewhere and then, um, you know, we chilled, hung out for a little bit and then I left. You know, I left I, I, and I had somewhere else to, to go. And I got a phone call um i swear it has to be about 35, 35 minutes after we left mm. and and i was and i was like oh you know i'm tired i was like uh i didn't know who it was actually because i'm but, but i was like am i gonna pick it up and they're like hey listen we know that you just left your mom but but she's really sick like you gotta like she can't hardly walk like like something's wrong like you gotta come back yeah. So I, I so boom so I jet back to where I was so I went from my house you remember my, my house in Rosedale I jet all the way back to Massapequa so I jet back to Massapequa um mm-hmm. come to find out long story short you know we get her to a hospital blah 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 and she ha- she she was having a brain aneurysm and mm-hmm. and I said to myself what would have happened if I didn't answer that phone. Hmm. A brain aneurysm, once that thing goes off, you have yeah. like this much to really try to, and even then, it's, it's, it's almost near death, right? So, mm-hmm. and I always said to myself, like, yo, there's not no, there's no way, like, because I never know in a split blink of an eye, who, if I don't answer this phone, could it be life, could it be life or, or could it be death? And so that amplified, since 2013, that amplified everything for me. That amplified everything for me, man. Um, so, let me, for, so let me ask you, yeah, me,
0: not, not mm-hmm. to cut you off, but let me ask you this, right? So mm-hmm. thank God you were able to be there. You were able to be there. You were able to rush there and make sure your moms are good. What's, what happens when you stop putting yourself first and you can't make it next time? You know what I mean? That day it was more so you were tired. You you know you were You were beat up from the yeah, world. Yeah what happens mm-hmm. if what happens if you put yourself into more of a of a of a of a downward spiral to the point where you may not even hear the phone because you're too sleepy, you know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. many different things could happen by you not putting yourself first. And until yeah, right, you right, start right, to amplify and prioritize yourself, who knows you may not make it next time.
1: Right, right, right. Like I know, sure I,
0: I, know, right? I, I know, I know, I know. I tell my mother in a heartbeat. She'll ask me to come or something. Or, don't worry about it, Mark. God got you. Make sure you pray on it.
1: <laughs> I the same way she told me. Make sure you pray on it. <laughs> Yo, man. So like, so like, ever, ever since then, man, it's just been like amplified because you just never know what what people need from you, man. And and who did yeah, and absolutely. you know that next call could mean life or death or this or that. I man, I've I been keeping my phone on just in case because I feel like you just never know. And that affected up, like my mental health. Like that really. Cause it's different when you sitting there and you're you're in the hospital and you see your mother laying there with a metal rod in her brain, you know what I'm saying? Like when you sitting there like, yo, what if I didn't answer this call? And it was and it was fifty fifty even even with me going back to get her, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So so you know so it's just that affected me in, in different ways too, um. But it's something I, that I, I have do, to work on too. You know what I'm saying? I so gonna ask
0: you, I, I was gonna ask you. Have you ever sought therapy to talk about that? Because I mean, I I mean I've been there as well with watching my mom, mm-hmm. the woman who raised me in the hospital, um, having machines mm-hmm. breathing for her. The doctors were telling me, "Listen, man, she got. I don't see her making it throughout the week. You might need to start making some plans." You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. same thing. Got the phone call, rush out there, and this is what I walk into. But mm-hmm. the visualization, you know, the the the, the, sense, the level of PTSD that that can instill on you. Yeah, have yeah. You ever, have sure. you taken the t- Have you taken the time to seek
1: help to even talk about that? A couple of years after it happened, around 2015, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. But um, but at the time that I was going through it, nah. Because at the time that I was going through that, my dad had my, my dad had leukemia, so he was in the hospital with leukemia, taking chemo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and then while they were all going through that, I got laid off. Hmm. So there goes my my benefits. And so my focus wasn't, you know, like that was a time where it, like when it hit, it hit home and it hit everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, um, so for me, you know, it took about a couple of years for me to really kind of even after everything kind of blew over. It took about two years for everything to kind of blow over, mm-hmm. and then for me to able to say, hey, all right, maybe like now that I'm back, I'm employed, and I start, you know, then I was able to work those things out in in 2015. What what benefits did you What benefits did you see within yourself
0: and your mental health by going to seek help? Um, or going to speak with someone, um, even if it was mm-hmm. two years later, what benefits did you see from, ex- from that experience of going to get help?
1: Man, I, well, the first thing I, I realized how messed up I really was in 2013. Um, mm. you know, that, you know, like once you remove yourself and you start unpacking all of the trauma that you went through, um, I started to realize, like, you know, in 2013, I was a wreck. Yeah. I was drinking every day. I had a, I had the mm. big, Costco bottle Bacardi, the silver drink <laughs> for nineteen ninety nine because I couldn't afford the premium drink, you know what I'm saying? Because I was under yeah, barrio, yeah, yeah. But like I was drinking yeah. all the time, because that's what made me say, you know, I can get a good night's sleep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's what gave me a good night's sleep. I was like, oh it's yeah. poor. As soon as, as soon as I got home from the hospital, late, like long days, and my dad, my mom, boom, yeah. poured up, boom, boom, boom. Mm. With that, yeah. I was a lot more angry, you know. But I, I, as I started to unpack. I started to be more at peace, more at peace, yeah. um, and started to say, you know what? In 2013, I've realized that, you know what? The alcohol is not a good way to cope with your problems. You know what, what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, but that to, but that was all to me that I had at that time. You know what I'm saying? You're unemployed, two, and two of your parents are, are in the hospital. One with cancer, one with a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Bro, hey, I was just like, yo, I, I was coming home exhausted, drained, Coping mentally physically. I was just like a Bacardi and Coke just, it, it's good for yeah. me, you know. Um, yeah. But realizing that I went through trauma, first of all, like realizing that that was PTSD. Because yeah. truthfully, I didn't equate that. I didn't think that that's, that's what that was. But after, you know, talking through it, you know, talking through it with the therapist, um, you know, a couple of days a week. Like I was like how yeah. better I felt about it. And then I started writing. I started writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started, you know, journaling. I think that's kinda of when I really started my like my journaling and and my writing. And I was just like, yo, like I, I gotta write this out. Because yeah. I was feeling yeah. angry too. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. I was angry at God, I was angry at people, I was just angry at a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Corporate yeah. America. And but through that situation in twenty thirteen birth what I'm doing today and in 2020 because after I got laid off from corporate America and stuff like that and after my job, and I had a lot of time on my hands. One, to, you know, I'd be at the hospital just sitting there because you really can't do anything but just sit sit there and be on the computer or just sit there and do whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and I started to think about what I wanted to do with my life and, and how I wanted to impact the world. And then, you know, from that birth, you know, the stuff I started to do in, in, in 2015 after I went to counseling. Um, and then I started this, this journey in in, in 2015 of speaking and coaching and all that other stuff and yada, yada, yada. So, um, you know, so yeah, man, so, you know, that's kind of what happened with me, bro. So, you know, now I'm I'm definitely
0: happy. I'm definitely happy that you shared that testimony, um, Mm -hmm. you know. Cause at the same time, someone here, someone on this live listening to your testimony, you just, you just made it okay for them to go seek help themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with you talking about the PTSD that you were experienced, a lot of people don't understand. You know the way how. A lot of people don't understand. Number one, what PTSD really is, um, post-traumatic right. stress disorder. They don't fully understand what it is, and they don't fully understand the right. things that that can cause it in someone. Some a lot of times mm-hmm. people think that that's something that only soldiers can get. And, you know, right. they're like, I'm like, you're absolutely wrong. You know, um, back in 2017, um, you know, my older brother, he got, you know, he got locked up and he was facing a lot of time. And, you know, I, I you know, I'm sitting here yeah. using like, I was using about 70% of my salary to, you know, pay for his I remember legal that. fees, like to the I point where that. you remember, I I would have. I was hopping the train and the bus to get to work and everything like that because I was giving all my money to the legal fees. And the day he called me and told me that he got sentenced to 26 years, if if you would have heard the cry that came out, because I'm looking at it like this. My my brother, well, he's he at the time he was a like 37, 38. He's 40 now. Uh, diabetic. Uh, you know, horrible health. For me, it was like, if you're gone for 26 years, I'm never gonna see you again. Like this may be it. You know what I mean? Right. And it wasn't until I started going to therapy, because I was doing the same thing you were doing, you know, only, you was getting Bacardi, I was getting Svetka, because at the time, vodka <laughs> was my go-to. But, um, you know, I, I, it, when I started going to therapy, our the very first day in therapy, like, with as hard as I cried, with the, everything, mm-hmm. it took a therapist to be able to really help me unpack some things and tell me, like, listen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're in you, she's like, you're, you're, you're grieving right now. You're in the sense of mourning. You're taking mm-hmm. it as you just lost your older brother for life. You know what yep. I mean? This man mm-hmm. who partially helped raise you. You're grieving right now. You need to, you know, you need to start moving as if you are grieving and be a lot more gentle with yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And until she said it, now, you know, if it, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I decided to go get help, and t- <clears throat> get help and talk to someone. The same with you. We would have never understood the fact that we were, you know, battling this sense of PTSD. I would have still been drinking, probably out partying, sleeping with a bunch of different women. I'd have been doing everything other than what I needed to do, and that would be a lot more gentle with myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: Facts. Um, and I think now once you get this knowledge, like, and once you get this, this knowledge of self, man, I think now, and that's why it's so important to to keep this. Um, I was just trying to see if I have some comments in here. I'm not sure. Oh. Ari, oh, I Blank said yes. Black man talking about mental health. Yes. Appreciate you. The Yo, um, crazy thing yeah. about it, I
0: just started I just started following her recently. She her and I went to uh junior high school together. So shout out to Oh her. dope. Yeah, 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 shout shout
1: out to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um so as far as we got about damn, time flies. We got like eleven minutes left. Um so as, as black men you know we're always you know we play sports and, and, and stuff like that and we have this this whole thing this stigma that whether we play sports or or whether we get on or, or whether we're rappers or musicians whatever it is that we're supposed to do so now once we get on and get and get money that yeah, we're not supposed to now talk about anything else mm-hmm. but that. you know so it's like the 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 shut up and dribble effect right um and you're supposed to just go and, and leave the hood and not come back and don't worry about your community, man. Um, You know, and it's like, if me and you become su- successful, like, like, and we're on like that millionaire status or whatever the case is that we can't do things like this anymore. We can't talk about politics. Yeah. We can't talk about anything else, but you know, whatever it is that made us money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the one thing is that I do know is about you um and one thing i damn sure know about myself is that that's never going to be the case absolutely you know what i'm right. saying like absolutely you right. know so so where like where does this come from you know I, like where does this come from like i don't like i, I don't, like, I, don't like, I, I i don't understand it i think you know a huge saying? part it of it comes out.
0: from i think a huge part of it comes from a sense of fear if we mm-hmm. say too much if we do too much are we going to mm-hmm. piss off massa again is massa mm-hmm. going to be happy with what we're saying and with uh-huh. as, as hard as we've worked to get to where we are and the things that we have, you uh-huh. know what I mean? We well, never want to lose it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. My acting career take off and I become this millionaire. I'm thirty two right now. Let's say I become a millionaire at thirty five. You mean to tell me it took me thirty five years to get here? Yeah, I don't want to lose it. But at the same time, we need to fear this this this, right. this fear of m fear of massa really? we uh-huh.
1: need to de-
0: we need to we need to
1: unpack that and get rid of that too.
0: You Which is I mean? directly
1: affects us on a lower level, like what we just talked about for people, for us who work, you know, regular jobs and and, and things like that. Yeah. How we don't take our mental health seriously because we're always trying and trying to prove ourselves.
0: Exactly. To our bosses. Exactly. Exactly, and that and that needs to stop. That that sense of, hey, master, be proud of me, or I don't want to piss mass off. We need to get, we need to really get rid of that and. Like, for instance, that's why I thank you for sharing your testimony, because one of the things that we, you know, and I'll take it to a spiritual aspect as well. Our testimonies don't belong to us. The reason why we're Mm -hmm. even given things to testify about so that we can share them and help others come from where we came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, uh, one of uh, a basketball player I really admire for his testimony is DeMar DeRozan. You know, mm-hmm. people don't understand it. You talk about this kid from Compton, heavy and in, heavy into his crip lifestyle, and it really mm-hmm. took someone taking a chance on him, dragging him off the street and bringing him into mm-hmm. the court, bringing him onto the basketball court, and now you're talking about an NBA All Star. You know, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he just put out a documentary talking about his life, and I'm happy he did it because you know how many mm-hmm. other gang members out. You know how. I was one of them. These kids that you know, you're affiliated with the gang for the protection. But no, I want to play basketball. I want to go to the mm-hmm. NBA. I got dreams of right. being a, a rapper. But if nobody ever tells me I can, I actually have a choice. Then what do we do? If no one ever, if mm-hmm. no one ever gives me their testimony of how they did it, then I don't have a blueprint. I'm just going off of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm walking into the world blindly. You know what I mean? So right. we have to, we have to. Number one, start sharing our testimonies. Number two, get rid of this whole fear of massa and this whole fear of pissing massa off. The minute we start mm-hmm. doing that, we're gonna have we're gonna see a lot more brothers come out and mm-hmm. do certain things. You know what I mean? Say certain things. One of the things mm-hmm. that made Muhammad Ali so great, he didn't have an undefeated record when he when he retired, but no, that man he wasn't scared of no massa. He knew that he Prince. held the power. He knew that he had the power in his voice and he had the influence in order to in order to affect an entire generation in the world. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Think about if Kobe would have spoke up more, you know, God bless the soul. The man died. And I literally watched the entire world pause for for a whole day. Like literally the world stopped from one man passing. Now imagine if he was sitting here talking more about social
1: issues and things of that nature. Oh my goodness. The, The, The crazy thing about Kobe is man, I loved him like his last, I would say five years. Like he, like he became human. Like I, I mean, yeah. superhuman. Yeah. And he's and I started watching all all of his interviews and him talk, and I was like, geez, I was like, this guy, like he's different. Like yeah. we, I mean, he, like you knew that he was different on the basketball court. Like we know. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to him speak about yeah. even just women's basketball and the support that he was showing women's basketball and um and his craft or how he was able to switch from basketball to, you know, writing and telling stories. Like it was just, mm-hmm. man. Um, so yeah. now, nah, I mean, I could definitely see how you're saying that, man. Wow, man. So rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, bro. But, um, Absolutely, man. But I think one of the things, because same, same as you,
0: you know, um, I can't, I couldn't stand Kobe. He stopped the Knicks from doing so much. Um, so I couldn't stand him for a long time. Same way. I couldn't stand <laughs> yeah. Jordan, but I think, you know, within his last, like, five years of his life, and, you know, even after his passing and learning so much more about him, I think the biggest takeaway that I took from him, and I hope that there's some young people on this live, because um, the biggest thing I took away from Kobe Bryant was a black man that showed support for black women and all women at that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. He knew his, he knew the influence that he had. He knew that mm-hmm. whether, I, whether I have my sneakers on or a pair of shoes, I step on the court and I say something that understand that my word is born. If I yep. say, listen, I'm going to help reshape the WNBA. I'm going to reshape. Man. It. That's exactly what,
1: was, that's exactly what he was doing. I, I, yeah. I really would have loved to see it too. I really would have loved to see it too. You know, and after, after, and a see. lot of people,
0: a lot of people don't know even some of the things that he was able to make happen already. Like the fact that mm-hmm. our WNBA players, um, was still flying coach. They didn't have their own private jets and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They don't, they make a, a, a drop in a bucket of what the men were making. They, if they had to go on maternity leave, they weren't getting they weren't getting paid for maternity leave. How the hell do you mean to tell me you're not gonna pay you're not gonna mm-hmm. pay these women for having a child? Like how disrespectful Crazy. can you be as an organization? So the Crazy. fact that he was able to expose those things to start
1: changing them was amazing. Man, salute to Kobe Bryant for that man because he he was gonna change women's basketball forever. Um, and I'm hoping that somebody that's I, I mean I don't know if it's, I don't know who who's gonna be but I'm hoping somebody picks up his baton, um, and carries it, man, because they need it. Cause I I just saw a story I think it was yesterday of you know the girls about to play in yeah. in the bubble and the, the the living conditions are are crazy and I'm just like wow yeah damn uh tri- a triple yeah. set oh man she's, oh she said uh triple set Shannon what's up she said you both are living. And walking, uh, a walking gods, living walking gods, uh, walk in your power. Thank you, I appreciate Amen. it, man. Thank Amen. you so much for that. I really appreciate you. Oh, and she's had the black-owned business, and I'm gonna tell you like this: she sells candles, smell goods for men and wi- women like body oils and body. Yo, fire! Right, I ain't even telling you. that I swear to God, fire! Um, she got oh, a joint wait, for from you, men called called call, call Suit and Tie. Woo! That's all I'm gonna tell you. Text, text me the link. I'll buy some today. Yo, man, it's fire. Um, and I just had to re up. She's she's in Georgia. I had to go, go re up too. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, she got candles and all that. But but she ships, man, and she provides great customer service, man. So triple cent, man. Thank you. Um, so yeah, bro, I think we got about three minutes left. Um, I swear, like these these towns, man, they they fly by. This this hour flies by a lot, man. We. And we unpack a whole lot, man. Um. So, are there is is there any so, um?
0: Hold on, hold on. somebody yeah. just uh. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Tiffany, good old Mad Max nine one nine, love you to death. Yeah. Um, she said mm-hmm. post the link for her business. This way we can all, all support right. her.
1: Yo, Triple said, uh, pop your link in right quick. Um, so 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 that everybody can try to support you. Um, cause man. Ooh, man, they be smelling good. I ain't even going to lie to you. Um, hey, you know,
0: Ain't nothing ain't nothing better than a good smelling black man. You feel me? <laughs> so oh, her, but it's for men her, and women, though. Tell it's her for men and to, women. Tell her to help us all out,
1: all right? Because Axe ain't doing it for me no more. <laughs> Yo, bro, Axe is so 2005, bro. What's going on with this?
0: <laughs> I love oh, the South man. Bronx, man. I, I can't find that many fragrances.
1: <laughs> Yo, listen. If she doesn't put it in the link, I'll send it to you, and then you can send it to Tiffany. Um,
0: Chris Malone Oh yeah, shout out to my brother Chris, man. Milan, I love you and miss you, brother. Dude, he's, no- yeah. he's another. Yeah. He's another phenomenal actor. Um, you know, Columbia dope, descent. Dope. And he's down. Da- he's down in Florida and overseas, killing it in the acting game, man. So shout, shout, shout out, out, out to, to, to you, Chris, man. Bro. You're one of my heroes, shout brother.
1: Out to shout out to Christopher, man. Word up, bro. Um. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna just check and see how much we got left. We got about about a minute some left. Is there any type of um, you know, um, resources that that you want to share with the people, or just any kind of advice that you want to give these young brothers, real quick, man? Uh, before we get out of, here?
0: um, be humble enough to listen to the people that have been here before you and that have done it before you. Mm-hmm. Humility is the biggest thing. Stay hungry, but stay mm-hmm. humble as well. There are a lot of people that can offer you a lot that can offer you a lot. And we have to be humble enough to accept what they what they're
1: telling, what they're telling to us. So listen, we got about 30 seconds left. I just want to say thank you again. I'm sure that we'll do this again, especially if they want us to do this again for just different things. I appreciate you. I salute you. I honor you, black man. Thank you for everybody tuning in, brother. Salute to you. You're an incredible actor. You're an incredible human being, man, with an awesome spirit, brother. Um thank I you man. You, appreciate buddy. you for doing this
0: man. It. Always, man. Always. I love you.